grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, during this Christmas season, it becomes especially important that we would perhaps remember the very first commandment of the Ten Commandments, and that, of course, is thou shalt have no other gods. Yet, as we look around, as we examine the lives of friends and neighbors, it becomes very easy to see that other gods have crept in, haven't they? It might not even be very apparent at first, but as we remember Christmas, the reason for this season is Jesus the Christ. That Jesus Christ, he came and he, in fact, said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. See, what that really means for us is, in fact, that Jesus, our Savior, he said that he was the only way. That Jesus is the only means by which we can be saved. Now, again, we look around, some people make big concessions, other people make small concessions to that very fact, but yet the fact remains. The one true God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son that if we would but believe in him, we could be saved, you see. That's the one God. That is his true nature. When we begin to make adjustments to that, we have in fact created a false God of our own design. Now that really is the bottom line here today. If somehow when I go home in the privacy of my own study, if in my private conversations with other family members, I say, well, you know, Jesus is really a good way. Or if I say, you know, Jesus, he's probably the best way. But I leave it open. I let other people kind of come to the conclusion that, you know what, if I was really pretty good for 10 years and then I made one mistake, and then I was pretty good for 10 more years after that. God will somehow kind of overlook that one mistake that I made and he'll just kind of let me in because I was really a good guy. And that's really what, what I'm teaching people. I'm teaching about a false God. Am I not? Because the one God of this universe, the true God, sent his son to make a way to open heaven so I could come home. You see, that really is the message. I cannot just kind of create a God of my own design, of my own will, and then somehow expect that will get me home. I just can't do it. 
But of course, for a lot of people in the world, that is really bad news, isn't it? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And, and you know, there's Buddhists out there, and they say, well, what about Buddha? You know? Can't Buddha get me home? Can't Buddha help, help me, you know, have a better life? And, and can he help me achieve salvation? Come on, you Christian people. You're so arrogant, Right? But when people say things like that, it, it, it really is kind of about gratefulness, isn't it? Because God so loved the world that he sacrificed his one and only son to open the way to heaven for all believers. And I say somehow that's not good enough for me. Right, for, for me, I, I should be able to just kind of do whatever I, I want and still make it anyway. I don't really care that God made that sacrifice. And we all know if we don't have gratefulness, right, we, we just kind of start to fail at life, don't we? That gratefulness isn't there. No, it, it doesn't even matter what, what good things other people do to you. People, you know, bring you nice things for Christmas. They, they make special uh, treats. They go out of their way maybe to shovel your sidewalk or, or something like that. And you, you just say, well, I just kind of deserve that. Somebody comes to, to do you a favor, to do it for free, and you say, well, why didn't they get here sooner? You know, well, I start to lack gratefulness. You know, everything begins to fall apart, doesn't it? And then other people may begin to pick up on, on that attitude and then they don't want to do as many favors for me anymore. They don't want to take extra time to go out of their way because they, they just say, well, that person is just ungrateful, right? Look at all the gifts they have been given. Look at the, the favors that have been done for them. And, and they said, well, it's just not good enough. Th this thing you gave me, it, it's not good enough. I, I somehow deserve more because I, that's who I am. It's not good enough. Your work, your free work that you gave me as a present, it somehow wasn't good enough. And I go, oh, maybe I don't really want to do many more favors for you if that's what your attitude is like. And in that very same way, our, our faith can come in those same terms, can it? Now, Jesus Christ dies upon the cross. He opens the way to heaven. Everything is covered for me. I have a place where I'm going after this life. It's going to be a wonderful place. Right? The, the Lord describes it as if he's built a, a mansion for me in the heavens. I'm, I'm going to be taken care of. My loved ones are going to be around. And I say, no, Lord, I don't like the terms. I don't like that Jesus would be the only way. I think I'm going to create a God of my own design. And my, let me tell you about my God. My God just kind of embraces everyone. 
And my God, he just kind of lets everyone come in, you see. And my God, it doesn't matter what faith you teach. Isn't my God so much more wonderful? And hopefully you and I can respond today and say, well, no, that isn't the case because Jesus died for my sin. What a precious gift that is. And I'm not going to deny that gift. Now, if Jesus says he's the only way to heaven, I thank God that he sent Christ and gives me free salvation. See? What a, a special gift. That you and I, this Christmas season, that we would return to that, that frame of mind where we can be grateful Instead of saying, oh, Jesus didn't come wearing my favorite colored clothing, and so I don't really like him so much. Say, what? No, Jesus came giving salvation, giving it for free, offering up his own life. What more can we ask? And yet people do it all the time, don't they? We want a God of our own design. We want a God that just embraces everyone, that just says everything is okay, that just lets everything slide, that just kind of makes us feel good and we can all just be united and we can be one happy world and everything will be fine. If you want to worship that tree over there, you know, that's okay as long as you let me worship my flower over here and that's okay. And we must say no to that. We must be able to return to the scripture. We must be able to, to point to those specific places where it talks about salvation. We must be able to remind other people there is no name given among men by which we must be saved. See, it's that name of Jesus. Jesus is the only one powerful enough to save us. Jesus is the only one that loved us enough that he would give up his very life so we can make it to heaven. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The only one, the only way. Again, it doesn't matter if I was good for 10 years, never sinned once in those 10 years, because in year 11, I messed up somewhere, right? We talked about on Wednesday night, the, the life of John the Baptist, and how John the Baptist was perfect up until the very end, when he was languishing in prison, and then he began to doubt. Our Lord and Savior said of John the Baptist himself, there has been no one greater in the whole world ever. John the Baptist is number one. But those that have the littlest bit of faith are greater than he is. 
At the end of John's life, he failed. He sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? Should we be looking for somebody else? He failed. It doesn't matter if you're like Job and, and you know, even God himself looks upon you and you're, you're about 40 years old and, and the Lord says, behold my servant Job, a man without sin. See, it doesn't matter if you made it that far. And what happened to, to Job? Job eventually began to question God, didn't he? He said, you know what, this all must be a misunderstanding. If God would just kind of come down and, and face me, you know, like a man, we could straighten this out. What? Come on, Job. No, Job fails. John the Baptist failed. We all have sinned, the Bible says. We all have fallen short. It doesn't matter what you think of yourself. You, you've blown it somewhere. And Jesus is the only way, the only name given by which we must be saved, the only path by which we can attain salvation, giving our sin over to Jesus. He covers it with his own blood. Whatever it is, whatever's happened in the past, be the sin great or small, Jesus Christ, by his death on the cross, covered that sin. It's forgiven. It's washed away. Dear friends, on that very last day when we come into the throne room of God, as God sits upon his judgment seat, he's only going to ask one question of us. Do you know my son? And then he's going to look over at Jesus the Christ and you know Jesus will give us a thumbs up. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, dad, I died for that one. Dad, that one has followed in my footsteps. That that one desires to serve me. I've known them since they were baptized. I, I knew them on their confirmation day. I was there when they got married and when they had their kids. I was in their house for Christmas every single year where they honored me. I know that one. But the story will be completely different for those that don't know Christ. <clears throat> For the Bible also tells us, if you have the Son, you have life. But if you don't have the Son, the wrath of God abides on you. See, those should be very scary words that our Bible gives to us. That if you don't have Jesus, if you've rejected him as the Christ, if you somehow thought you could get through life without our Lord and Savior, if you somehow believed that worshiping that tree would make up the difference, if you somehow thought following Buddha could get you there, 
The Bible tells us, do not be deceived. The wrath of God abides on you if you don't know the Christ. And it's not just the, the displeasure. It's not just, you know, God is kind of mildly peeved at you. It's not, oh, God just kind of scratches his head at people that don't know Jesus. And he says, what more can I do? No, the scripture is very clear. If you don't know Jesus, the wrath of God abides on you. If you don't know Jesus, when you go into that throne room on the last day and God looks at you and he says, do you know my son? And you say, no clue. Many of the parables that Jesus taught were about people getting kicked out, weren't they? The bridegroom comes and everyone is dressed up for the wedding and he goes around and he sees someone in the wrong garment. You, you didn't put on your best garment. You're just wearing street clothes. Why are you at my wedding festival? And the man was speechless and he got kicked out into the outer darkness. You don't have the garment of Christ's righteousness. You can't stand before the Father. You don't know who Jesus is. You're, you're going to get kicked out to the outer darkness. The wrath of God will continue to abide upon you, you see. These are or, or maybe not happy words for us to hear today. And, and maybe you're considering and saying, you know, Pastor, I really wanted a, a happy, uplifting sermon this morning. But we have to be able to tell people the truth, don't we? What is the truth? You know what? The Bible also warns us, and it says, if you know someone is in sin, and you fail to warn them, their blood is on your hands. See. I don't want other people's blood on my hands. You know, certainly going through society today as, as we're in, in communication with, you know, just checkout people at the, the grocery store, it, it's so very easy, isn't it, to just kind of bite our tongue, right? It's so easy. We don't want to be in conflict. We, we don't want people going on Instagram and posting mean things about us. We, we don't want to, you know, have some kind of boycott outside the church because, you know, the pastor got on the radio and said the, the wrong things according to society. We just kind of want everything to go real smooth and everything to, to be real perfect. And if I can just shut my mouth and the Lord says, hey, if you know someone is engaging in sin and you fail to warn them, their blood is on your hands. But if you do warn them, you have saved your own soul. See? People need to have that warning. 
They need especially during this time of the Christmas season to come to that realization once again. But we're not just kind of teaching people, hey, here's a good way to get to heaven. And, And we're not even at the point where we're teaching people, hey, you know, this is the best way for me. Right? What we're teaching is Jesus is the only way. You can't make it there without him. That final judgment is coming, and when the final judgment comes, you're not going to be able to say, well, I'm going to be safe in my space colony on Mars. It's not going to work that way. The final judgment will come to all people. Jesus says he's going to be coming back. He will appear in the clouds. And those that are dead will be raised up and they'll be caught up into the air. And the rest of us in Christ then will be caught up to be with him as well. That final judgment will take place. And all that God is going to ask again is, did you know My son, did you know him? He's not going to ask how much you gave to charity. He's not going to ask how many good things you did in this world. He's not going to ask, hey, here's a scale and can you make it balance out somehow, the good and the bad. He's just going to say, did you know Jesus? And dear friends, for those of us here today, we will be able to say, yes, Lord. I know your son. Yes, Lord, he he was there when I got baptized. He was there when I was five years old and I said that little prayer in Sunday school and I said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. He was there on my confirmation day when I stood before the good folks that I knew and I said, I would rather face death than forsake the teaching that has been handed down to me. He was there on my wedding day when I said my vows and he was there when my first child was born. He was there maybe when I laid my child in the grave. He followed me all the days of my life and he gave to me nothing but his many blessings as he walked side by side with me through the greatest trials and through the greatest joys. He was there holding my hand when I breathed my last, when I said goodbye. And he brought me to himself in his loving arms. Dear friends, let that be our testimony. As we worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, as we follow God, as we have a God not of our own design, but rather the God as revealed in the Holy Scriptures, the God that so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, 
The God who said of Jesus, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. The God who loved so much, he gave us Jesus. And that's everything that we need. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.